When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to HeartBlend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I help others love and discover themselves to reach their highest potential. If you're new here, then welcome. And if you're returning, then hello. I'm so excited and happy to have you here. So today we are talking about how to increase our magnetism in seven different ways ways. And if you want the super attraction package, then I would go for all seven. (laughs) All right. So I'm so excited to go over this with you again. Remember that anytime I'm talking to you, I'm also talking to myself and it's also a good reminder and a really great booster just to hear these things over again, even if you've heard them once before, just a Good little reminder because our brains get clogged with so many things happening around us. So if you've heard some of this stuff before, just take it as a little reminder. If you haven't heard some of this stuff or if you haven't heard it in this way, then take it or leave it. Let it resonate. And what doesn't, just leave it be. But my goal here is to really help us to think past such a surface level because I believe and feel that a lot of us focus on our level of attractiveness through only our looks, just our physical appearance, just how we look to other people, our features, our hair, our clothes, our makeup, whatever. And yes, all those things do play a big role because most of us are extremely visual, being that the eyes are extensions of the brain, it tells a lot of information about a person visually. So I'm not going to discredit that. But there are other things that we need to make sure that we're tapping into when we want to make sure that our attractiveness is on point, you know. So that's what we're doing in this episode. I'm going to cover seven different ways you can tap into your attractiveness. Number one is going to be sight. So I just covered that a little bit, but I want to tap into it a little bit more. And we're going to focus on this in two ways. One, how you look. And two, how you look. You get my drift? So how you're looking at people, as well as how you appear to people. So I want you to just think of yourself right now. Usually, If you're coming here listening to me, you probably want some resolution because you probably are not feeling so hot right now. And that's okay. So visually, is there anything that you would say that you would improve on? Not based on what someone else expects of you or, you know, what you see in the media or whatever the case may be, but just being really honest with yourself. What do you feel you could improve on physically? Is it your weight? Is it your hair? Is it your skin? Is it your clothes? Do you feel like your clothes are outdated? Is it your posture? Is it the way that you walk? Sometimes we don't really know or are aware of our posture or the way that we walk until someone points it out to us. So this is really that time to take that 
surface level approach with ourselves to look at ourselves on just a visual basis because we really don't know. We have no clue. Our facial expressions, how we carry ourselves, we don't really know. All we know is to go based off the feedback of those that are around us. We have no idea how we really appear to the outside person. If you don't want to go through that of trying to figure things out from another person's perspective, it can be really helpful to just record yourself and see how you see things from your perspective. Or you can even go to the extent of asking for feedback from others if you feel that you can trust that feedback. Take note of what you feel like you can improve on. You would be surprised that a lot of things are in small details. Bring yourself together, not just working out and, you know, eating right and all these things, but any body size that you're at, always make sure that you are putting your best foot forward. You're putting in that effort for your standard and that you are taking that extra step to really piece little details together. You would be surprised at how big of an impact that can have. Little things like that really say a lot about a person. So if you make sure that small details, your socks, if you're wearing socks, or your nail polish, if you're feminine, you like to wear nail polish, if your nail polish matches your outfit, or if it's a neutral look that it goes with your outfit, making sure that if you're wearing jewelry, that your jewelry goes along with what you're wearing or you wear little hair accessories that match your outfit or your makeup is put right that matches your outfit just making sure that you look put together I feel like that's kind of been lost over the years over the decades where we kind of just go through these different phases of fashion that we see you know celebrities pull off they're wearing sweatpants or they're just out and about and there's nothing wrong with that But if you want to really tap into bringing your attractiveness without having to do a whole lot as far as like chugging it at the gym or eating a salad every two seconds, like sometimes we just want to be where we are, but we want to feel good where we are. And that's what I want to bring attention towards is that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to fit this image in order to feel like you're worthy of putting every little detail into yourself. Sometimes we run into that mental trap of like, oh, I'm not at my ideal weight, so I'm just not going to do anything, or I'm just going to look however I look, or whatever. No, at every stage of your life, no matter where you are, even if you're not 100% happy with the way you look, rather your hair is not long enough or your skin doesn't look the way you want. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we get so clouded in the things that we find unattractive about ourselves that we just don't put in any effort at all. If you're out shopping, if you see some shoes or anything on sale that are a specific color and you know you have something that color, buy them. (laughs) Buy them 
trust me because when you want to put together an outfit and you want things to kind of match you really look like wow she put in a lot of effort and that says a lot about you so take note of the little details get things in lots of different colors and make sure that you're just really putting a little bit more into yourself put on some lotion don't walk out being ashy <laughs> you know just take note of those little details um, of what you can do with what you have and you'd be surprised that a little bit really does go a very very long way it goes above average because nowadays people really don't put a lot of effort into their appearance unless they have a special occasion to go to or they're getting ready to talk to some really special people. But if you just do this on a regular basis, you never know who you're going to meet and who you're going to run into. And that is going to boost your level of attractiveness. As long as you feel good about what you see in the mirror, don't be afraid to just look good you know um we keep getting older and we are never gonna always look the same so if you want to take that time to just dazzle yourself up for no reason do that you don't have to have a reason to look good you really don't you don't have to have a special event or a special occasion or a date or whatever just look good and i guarantee you those special occasions, those dates, and all those other things are going to find its way to you because you match that. You fit very well in those circumstances. And let's be honest, who doesn't want a special occasion? And then for the next portion of the site is how you're looking at people. We are not aware of our gaze, but our gaze does something very magical. Your eyes are an extension of your brain, as I mentioned before. So when you're looking at someone, keep in mind your thoughts and your emotions and your feelings when you are looking at that person, because those thoughts are processing through your brain and it's showing directly through your eyes. So if you are keeping that confidence if you're maintaining that level of feeling attractive about yourself, but you're just kind of looking into the eyes of the person, making eye contact, this is going to boost your attractiveness. Holding a little bit of a gaze just like a millisecond longer than you normally would really increases your level of attraction. Most people look down, they break eye contact, they look somewhere else, maybe out of nervousness, or they're just not used to making that eye contact. But you'd really be surprised at just how making strong eye contact and looking directly into the eyes of the person you're speaking to makes an enormous impact. And it's something that someone cannot forget. And at that point, you're literally communicating with brains. Your brains are communicating with each other through your eyes. Isn't that fascinating? The eyes are the windows to the soul. So keep that in mind. Whenever you're talking to someone and you want to increase your level of attractiveness, keep that gaze. Soften your eyes. Don't stare at them like, you know, a creep. <laughs> Don't give them creepy eyes, but relax your eyes. Let's just practice for a moment. I think we need to practice. Let's close our eyes for a minute. Just close your eyes. Relax. Take a deep breath. Release. 
Now slowly open your eyes. Stop. That is how we want to hold our eyes. Now we don't want to look sleepy. So just soften them and have that level of confidence and also curiosity when you're looking at the other person. When we're really happy, we get a little wrinkle on the sides of our eyes. So when you're smiling, a person can detect a fake smile from a real smile. So when you're smiling and you feel that little bit of a wrinkle, a little bit of uh, tightness around your eyes, that's when you know that you're communicating happiness and positivity. Even if you smile, but the eyes have no wrinkle around them, then it's just a very dead weight smile. It's almost as if you didn't smile at all. So keep that in mind as well. And also when you're looking at other people, if you want to see if they're genuinely happy, look for those little wrinkles around the eyes. It'll definitely tell you a lot more information of what you need to know. So keep your eye contact, keep that nice soft gaze or a nice happiness about you. Keep that eagerness in your eyes and that will really communicate a lot of information without you having to say anything directly to the person that you're around. The next step to increasing your magnetism is going to be through smell. So how you smell says a lot about you. So not only getting a really strong signature perfume, something that really says a lot about your personality, but also your pheromones. Now, I'm going to tap into this a little bit more. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. So let's first talk about your unique smell, your perfume. Really, really take this into consideration. Don't just go out, spray some perfume or some cologne and be like, oh yeah, this smells nice. Okay, I'll just get this. No, who are you as a person and what do you want people to know about you? That's what we want to keep in mind. So take your time when you're finding a scent. Is it soft? Is it strong? Is it very floral? Is it sweet? Is it spicy? What is the smell? What kind of scent do you feel really fits your personality? And is it a clean scent? Is it a soft scent? Is it a stronger scent? Are you a bold person? You might need a bolder cologne or a bolder perfume. Are you more of a classic type of person than something a little bit more classic or timeless, like a Chanel perfume might work for you? Just really take a note your personality and find that signature scent. When you put on your signature scent, if it comes an assortment of things such as a body spray, body wash, body lotion, or oil or anything like that, definitely pair those things. Or you can get two scents that really complement each other well and wear both of those so that it becomes even more custom to you. Take a shower with a scent that is similar to the smell that you have or literally the branded body wash that comes with that. Take a shower with that. When you get out, pat yourself dry. Preferably using an oil is going to last longer than using a lotion, but choose wisely whichever one is available. And then utilizing your body spray. Now a really good idea is to spray your brush that you have with some body spray of your scent. 
just shake the brush a little bit after you spray it and just brush it through your hair just a little bit. That hair is going to hold a scent a lot longer than spraying it on your skin because we sweat, we have oil, things like that. It really dilutes the scent over time. It wears off. So do that as well as spraying it on your clothes. The other thing you can do is also get a really great laundry detergent that has a little bit of a similar scent as well. Just really go all in on this whole scent thing. Play on that because people cannot resist a smell that smells oh so good. Mm, 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 mm. People love being around people that smell really good. It doesn't matter what you look like. They're like, listen, I'll close my eyes as long as I can be near you. <laughs> it brings people in closer towards you when you smell really good. So here's the thing. Our scent glands, our sense of smell is directly connected to the amygdala and the area of the brain responsible for memory. So when you wear a signature scent, people pick up on that and it is stored in their memory to the point of if they ever smell that scent again, they're going to remember you. They're going to think of you. So wear that scent on a regular basis. It's all about making that impression. It's all about making sure that people remember who you are and they remember how they felt when they're around you. You see, people are not going to remember the context of every little thing you said every time. They're really going to hold on to how they felt around you and the senses that were used when they were in your presence. They're not going to remember every single word, but they're going to remember how they felt when you said certain words. They're not going to remember what day it was, what time it was, maybe even what clothes you're wearing, but they will remember how they felt and any senses that were tapped into when they were in your presence. Keep that in mind. So to bounce back off of that, we really want to make sure that that hygiene is on point, okay? This is not time to be slack about the hygiene thing at all, right? We want to make sure we're very clean. We're really making sure that we're getting in all those crevices behind the ears, everywhere, and you are maintaining your cleanliness throughout the day. Even if it's midday, we start getting a little sweaty a little bit. So what I like to do is keep those little body wipes throughout the day. If I feel like I'm not as fresh as I was in the morning, just do a little swipe in between and you'll feel a little cleaner. Even using a little bit of baby powder, not with talc, but a little baby powder to keep you dry throughout the day is also really good as well. So just making sure that your hygiene is really on point. And also, big note, making sure that our breath is heavenly. <laughs> Flossing, brushing, mouthwash, go all in because honey, baby, when people get close to you, you want them to just feel like, oh, I just want to get even closer. But if we don't smell good, we're going to repel them very quickly. It doesn't matter how beautiful we look. If we don't smell good, they'll go away. <laughs> so definitely keep that in mind and just keep up with their hygiene. That's the first part of the smell. Now, the second part is one that we don't know. The one that we're not aware of, which is our pheromones. Now, there has been some discussion. Do we have pheromones? Are we able to detect them? Do they even really matter? 
Well, in my opinion, I think it's about 50-50. Apparently, we have different scents. Everybody has the scent, but we don't really know what that scent is. I mean, it's not like a floral, it's not fruity, it's not a very strong scent, but it is something that is subconsciously picked up by the other person. Did you know that when you cry, your tears have a scent and that scent actually brings down your attractiveness. If you're a woman, it repels men. So if you're sad and you start crying, that scent alone makes men very turned off and they can smell it. Keeping in mind that if you are really feeling very sad or you are feeling those low vibrational emotions, that your body will release those smells that others can pick up. And others are not going to know naturally what that smell is. They're not going to say, ooh, you're sad? (laughs) Ooh, you're angry? I mean, I believe this because even when I'm upset or if I'm sad, my pets come closer to me. They can smell it because they have a stronger sense of smell. So those are things that we're not aware of. But if you know that you do have a scent that is released every time you feel an emotion, something to keep in mind. Also take note that for women, when you're ovulating, which is when you're more fertile, you give off a scent as well. So this naturally is going to draw men closer to you and it will actually boost his testosterone because we are all kind of wired. Again, our bodies do a lot of work for us without us really having to do a lot. Also, eating a very clean, healthy diet with more fruits and vegetables really will deodorize you naturally. So chlorophyll is really good for deodorizing the body. You're actually not supposed to have body odor. So a lot of times people are like, oh, you don't wear deodorant. You're going to smell really bad. You're not supposed to smell bad. You're not supposed to need deodorant, really, to be honest with you. Uh, Your body should be very neutral. But of course, sometimes we eat very strong foods as far as smell goes, onions, garlic, if you like Indian food, anything like that, uh, any spices, they will come out in our pores. I remember when I was in college, I would eat cheeseburgers and pizza a lot. And I was like, why do I smell like a burger? (laughs) So I was like, oh, I can't eat that stuff anymore. That was a long time ago. That was like, oh gosh, that was a long time ago. So Eating a clean diet, cleaning out your system, drinking lots of water, not a lot of sugar, all that stuff, keeping your body clean on the inside will make sure that you smell good on the outside as well. When you're nervous or when you're stressed, you also release those scents as well. So this goes back to if you listen to the episode of the Law of Transfiguration, which if you haven't, definitely check it out because I really, 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 really want you to hear that. After learning more about it from the hypnotherapist Debbie Maldonado, when she talked about the Law of Transfiguration, how we're sending those signals and messages of how we're feeling about ourselves to the other person and it's hypnotizing them into our own beliefs, that's when those pheromones are going to kick in as well. When you're nervous, you're stressed, or you're just feeling unsure, a lot of that comes from a place of fear. And fear definitely has a scent or smell to it as well. It's very subtle. We don't know what it smells like, but subconsciously it is picked up. And in that, that is repelling 
the person away as well. So in our vomeronasal organ or Jacobson's organ, which is located in your septum, this is something that has started to diminish over time where it doesn't have as strong of a purpose as it does in other animals. Like say cats have a really strong Jacobson's organ. For us, it's not as strong and we have more of the ability for conscious thought and choice that kind of trumps over our body's urges towards things. So sometimes that doesn't play that strong of a role because we can pick up on a lot of scents and smells, but ultimately it's through our minds and our brains that has the last say in our actions and our behaviors. For some animals, they can just smell the opposite sex in the animal that they're attracted to and boom, just go for it. (laughs) But we have a little bit more self-control. So that's how it plays a role. So a lot of scientists and doctors are saying that it's really not a real thing for humans to really focus on pheromones and pick up on pheromones that it's like, oh, you know, as long as you have these pheromones, like you're good to go. You'll just attract all these people. We really have a lot more self-control over that. But I do believe that they do still play a role, especially when you're really, really attracted to someone, you will release those pheromones as well. And when you're in the mood, when you're aroused, when you're feeling really sexy, when you're feeling really attractive, when you're feeling really good, that is also going to release a scent and it's going to increase your level of attractiveness to the other person. So tap into your smell, but remember when you're feeling really, really good about yourself, boom, that's all you need to do. That's all you need to know. It will kick in. The next way to tap into your magnetism is going to be through your touch. So the way that you touch, but also the way that you feel. So I just want you to touch your arm right now or touch your leg or touch your face. What are you feeling when you're touching that? Is it soft? Is it rough? Is it smooth? Is it bumpy? Does it have a texture? What do you feel when you're touching portions of yourself, touching your hair, all of these things? Touch that as if you're thinking from the perspective of another person. And that is how their experience would be when they're touching you. And also, what is your touch like? Are you heavy-handed? Do you not really know how to touch people? Are you soft and gentle in the way that you caress another person? A lot can be said about the way that someone touches another person and that does a lot too in the way that you are perceived as in your attractiveness. So I want you to practice on yourself, just touching your arm and touching your your hands and your fingers. Practice touching yourself the way you would want to be touched, the way that you would want to feel someone touching you and practice that nice caress. So this is another reason why it's good to have a pet or, you know, any kind of like small animals or a dog or a cat or anything like that, because they will give you that feedback that, hey, you're not touching me right. Or I really, really like that. Thank you. Thank you for rubbing my belly. (laughs) Or, ooh, I like the way you stroke my ears. So practice that and that will really help you with 
the way that you touch other people. Now, I'm not saying that you go out and go get a pet just for the sake of learning how to touch better. So if you don't have any pets, that's okay. Just practice on yourself, touching your arm. I know you probably feel really weird doing that right now, but this is going to give you a lot of feedback on how other people feel when you touch them. So for masculine men, they want to feel a soft, nurturing, feminine touch that really, really just melts them into place. Just feeling that touch tells them a lot about you as a person. If you are a feminine woman, then you want to feel secure and protected and you want to feel like you're in stronger hands, but you also don't want to feel rough. You don't want to feel as if someone is heavy handed towards you. You want to feel protected. You want to feel as though the touch from the other person says that they cherish you and they are protecting you and you are safe in their presence. So those are kind of the ways that others want to feel depending on if they're more masculine or they're more feminine. And depending on your gender, you adjust where you see fit. If you're more of a feminine man, then you want more of a masculine touch. If you're more of a masculine woman, then you probably want more of a softer feminine touch. It really, really depends on your preference, but that's just something to keep in mind. So we've gone over your sight, your smell, and your touch. And now I want to touch base on sound. So how you sound, your voice, ooh, this is a big one. So your voice does a lot of work for you and your level of attractiveness. So something I want you to keep in mind is that your voice, it doesn't just come from your your throat. No, I know, I know we think that our voice just comes from our voice box. But did you know that the voice can actually come from different areas of the body? If you're talking through your head, you're going to sound a little bit more robotic. If you're talking from deep within your stomach, you're going to sound more soulful. If you are a little bit more breathy, you're going to sound a little bit more at ease. So we want to keep this in mind. And so when we're speaking to people... It's important to make sure that your pace is medium. We don't want to talk too slow and we don't want to talk too fast. We want to speak at an unhurried medium pace as though we are in control of what we have to say. We are calm, but we are assertive and we are direct in the way that we're speaking. We're not all over the place. There's no nervousness in what we're saying. There's no anxiety that's being given off through our voice, which a lot of times when people are very anxious, it will come out in the way that they're speaking. So we want to make sure that when we're talking to others, we are in alignment with ourselves, we're grounded, we're secure, we're stable, and we're speaking at a consistent medium pace. We don't want to talk too fast or too slow, and we don't want to talk too quiet, and we don't want to talk too loud either. Really take note of your surroundings. Of course, if it's, you know, a lively atmosphere, we don't always want to have to talk super calm all the time. Adjust to the area that you're in. But if you're just having a nice, intimate conversation one-on-one with someone, maybe you're on a date or maybe you're even with a business partner, you want to make sure that you are keeping that medium pace, that calm tone, and you're speaking directly and your voice is very 
easy and soothing to listen to. That was one of the strongest points that Cleopatra had was that her voice was something that was so pleasant to listen to that it was just music to people's ears. So your voice can really say a lot about you and it makes you very, very attractive. Typically, women like deeper voices in men and typically men like softer, lighter voices in women. But I don't want you to get so hung up on that because it's like, well, I don't, I don't have a deep manly voice or I don't have a light girly voice. So am I just not attractive? No, what I would say is that you find your sexiness in your voice. Practice with your voice, speak in higher registers where you're speaking a little bit of a higher tone as if you're talking to a child or baby or speak in lower registers where it's just a little bit deeper a little bit slower. If you have a little bit of a raspier voice, play with that just a little bit. Work with your voice, but practice with different tones and really see what makes you feel centered and secure. When you come from that space, that attractiveness is going to come out directly in your voice, but you need to practice with it. A lot of times we don't talk that much. We only talk in certain scenarios. So practice speaking. Uh, for me with podcasting, I'm talking a lot. I'm utilizing my voice a lot and it helps me to stay on top of that. But if I'm not podcasting, I'm not practicing my voice nearly as much. So practice speaking, play with your voice. The next way to tap into your magnetic attraction is through taste taste what <laughs> now when I say taste this really comes into play when you're really close to someone to the point where they may kiss you or through your smell so a lot of times smell and taste are highly correlated so if you don't smell very nice if you have a smell that's related to taste meaning like you smell kind of savory or salty or you smell really sweet or anything like that something that someone can taste they're gonna smell that and they're gonna actually start to taste it just a little bit so if you smell minty they might feel like you taste minty too <laughs> even if they're not super close to you so just keep that in mind and also keep your mouth very clean scrape your tongue if you kiss someone they will taste something from you so you want to make sure that you taste good right that makes you really attractive but that's really the very last one no not many people really tap into that as much unless you're pretty close or intimate with someone um, so keep that part in mind but do remember that your smell is correlated with taste as well so if you're smelling like a cheeseburger it might not be the most attractive thing <laughs> So up next, we have mental. Are you mentally attractive? Now, this means, one, are you mentally stimulating to someone? And you don't have to do a lot, but just really bringing some of your unique character or sharing something that you just recently learned or something that not a lot of people talk about or saying something different is mentally stimulating and that makes you mentally attractive because you are helping that person to actually mentally grow. 
So sharing information, having good conversation. Are you a good conversationalist? Can you communicate well? Strong communication skills also make you extremely attractive mentally as well. Also, can you make the other person laugh? Having a good sense of humor is also very mentally attractive. So you can look beautiful. You can smell really good and you can have the softest skin in the world. But if you're not mentally stimulating, if you don't make me laugh, if you don't make me smile, if you don't teach me something about myself, or if you don't spark some intellect, if you're not creative, if you're not stimulating in some way, that surface attractiveness of just tapping into the five senses are not going to go very far. You're going to kind of stunt yourself a little bit. And those that maybe feel like they don't have all of the five senses to tap into as far as like maybe you don't feel like you look a certain way so you don't feel attractive. No, keep it going. Tap into that mental attractiveness because that is huge. You don't want to be just as good as someone seeing a picture. The whole point of having this human experience is an experience. So when you're mentally stimulating for someone, regardless of what that is, doesn't mean you have to be this genius. Doesn't mean you have to be a comedian. Doesn't mean you have to be this life of the party. But just being true to yourself and being authentic and sharing and being open and communicating will make you more attractive, period. A lot of times when we're having conversation with people and we're vibing really well, they completely forget about what they're looking at and they're just engaged in the conversation. So are you engaging? Are you charismatic? Are you fun to be around? This really, really sells most of the attraction is the mental attractiveness. So if you can mentally stimulate a person without trying to be mentally stimulating just by being yourself and being confident, being secure within yourself and just being open, that will increase your magnetism tenfold. Promise. And then the very last way that we're going to tap into this magnetism, which is going to just Wah, 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 send signals everywhere is going to be energetically. So are you spiritually attractive? Are you energetically attractive? This is a big one because this is your overall set of emotions, your thoughts, if you resonate with someone or if there's some dissonance that's there. Are you in harmony with yourself? This is when people are focused on vibes and when they're saying I don't know, I just didn't get a good vibe from them. That means that either their emotions were low, meaning they were sad or they were negative, complaining a lot or being self-deprecating. That brings down your attractiveness and your energy. Or maybe the thoughts that you're having, they could have been negative thoughts. If these thoughts are negative, then they're going to come out in your nonverbal communication, which is also going to communicate more through your energy. And people are like, Ugh, I don't know, like they're pretty, yeah, or he's cute, or he's, yeah, he's cute, but mm, I didn't get a good vibe from him. Or the other person is either in disharmony with you, or they're resonating with you, or you're resonating with them. So if there is that sense of resonance with the other person, you feel like you have something in common, you feel at ease when you're around them, you feel comfortable around them you're just vibing really well, you're in sync with one another. This is that big ultimate form of attraction that you cannot deny because 
you don't have the physical reason to know why you're attracted to them. You just feel it. And that is the number one top way to be the most magnetic in your attraction is to honestly feel good. Being in those high vibrational states of emotions doesn't always have to be pure happiness, but even just enlightenment or feeling joy or feeling love, feeling loving, feeling gratitude, being grateful, being appreciative, just being in that state of serenity and tranquility, feeling relaxed. All of those things are good vibrations. Those are good emotions that people like to be around. And so if you really embrace that, especially when you're in the company of others, that's when it's the best time to be in that good vibrational energy to be more magnetic in that way. You can still be magnetic to others that are on that same wavelength, but it's going to be more on the negative side of things and you might start to attract things that you don't want. It's like, yeah, I feel bad, but I don't want more bad. So we have to keep that in mind that our energy and our emotions and our thoughts need to be up to par when we go out to interact with others if we can help it. We're not perfect. We're not always going to be in the best mood. We're not always going to be happy. But if you can help it, if you don't have to interact with other people, the best way to really keep that feeling of attraction is to pull back and go within when you're not feeling your very best. Tune in with yourself, spend some alone time, have some solitude, focus on healing and work with yourself to get yourself back up to par because you don't really want to be out there too much when you're in that state when it comes to attracting people. Sometimes we don't have control over it. We have to go to work. We have to interact with others. We have to meet with others, even if we're having a bad day. So I totally get that. But just keep that in mind. So those are the seven ways that we can become magnetic in our attraction. And I know a lot of times in the spiritual community and the self-help community, it's kind of like the best way to increase your magnetism is to heal all your emotional wounds and yeah, then you're good to go. And it's like, you know, we're always going to have emotional wounds. We're just set up that way. And so if you're going to wreck your brain over not feeling attractive until you feel like you're healed 100%, you're never going to get there because we all have something, right? So I wanted to share this information to give you some practical ways that you can feel more attractive, you can be more attractive, to be aware of your energy, to be aware of just the signals that you're giving off. Of course, yes, working on yourself, healing as best you can, and clearing up some of those low vibrational thoughts, feelings, and emotions that you're having. Clear that up, clean that up, absolutely work on that. But also keep in mind that we're all human, we all have things we're all sensitive. You know, we have some triggers here and there. We're not meant to be completely healed 100% of the time because there's always going to be something that happens that we're going to have to heal from. We're always healing. So I wanted to give a little bit of that reassurance as well. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I know it's really, really long, but I hope that you enjoyed it and that you feel empowered to get into being and feeling 
magnetically attractive. Definitely stay tuned as we have much, much more coming up next. Thank you for tuning in. This is Heartblend Podcast.